Once again, family, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Living Your Life Without Limits. I'm Shannon Jackson, the People's Nurse. Listen, do me a kind favor. If you're not already a subscriber or following us at Living Your Life Without Limits, make sure you click the subscribe button and follow us on our social media channels or where podcast is available anywhere. Wake up, everybody. Let's elevate your mind. Today, I'm going to be talking about hypertension. And what made me wanted to bring this subject back again is because I heard on the news about this successful YouTuber. His name was Samuel, Kevin Samuel. And he was a, I guess, a, a, a person that had a platform that dealt with relationships. He had a huge following. And it was reported that he died of hypertension at the age of 57. First, I want to extend my condolences to Mr. Samuel's family, and I pray that God will strengthen them during their time of mourning. But when I heard that, seeing how he was doing a great work in, in, in what he was doing and sharing with people, because many people followed him, I did not. Uh, I didn't know much about him until I heard about the story that came out. But being so young at the age of 57 and dying of hypertension when he was already on medication made me say, Shannon, bring this subject back. Family and friends, hypertension is part of the cardiac disease family. Cardiac disease is still the number one cause of death, not only in the United States, but according to the WHO organization, uh, the World Health Organization, it is still the number one killer as well. So more people die of heart conditions than any other diagnosis that is out there today, including COVID. So it's important to understand management of hypertension. And I have worked in healthcare now 30 years as a registered nurse and a little bit before that as a CNA. And one of the things that when I go into the homes, because for the last 10 years, I was doing not only acute care work, but also working in homes as well. And I go in and when I'd see patients that either had a diagnosis of hypertension or had a recent stroke or cardiac disease, they were taking their medications. But that's all they were doing, taking their same medications and was not embracing full management of how to help their healthcare providers, their physicians or healthcare team members manage their hypertension. So I want to talk about that today. So here's a couple of key things if you've already been diagnosed with high blood pressure. The first thing that I want to emphasize, it is important that you understand your numbers. What am I talking about? Your blood pressure readings. Now on the screen, you will see the parameters, what those parameters mean. We're also going to put it on the link beneath. And if you would even like a copy of that, 
You can email me at info at livingyourlifewithoutlimits.com and we will shoot you a copy of this. This is right from the American Heart Association. This is critical because if you are already diagnosed with either prehypertension or hypertension, you need to be monitoring your blood pressure daily for the rest of your life. And if you are not the one that has it and you're taking care of a loved one or a friend or someone who is near and dear to you, it is important that you help co-manage it by logging their numbers. Why is it important, Shannon? When you go to the doctor, you see the doctor a snapshot in time. Many of us go to the doctor once a year, some of us go quarterly, some of us go monthly, but we don't go every day. And if you have a log and you're finding that you're out of range, such as being in what? Hypertension crisis, that's going to the ER. Or being in high blood pressure, stage two, where you need to be reporting that, or stage one, the doctor can look at that num those numbers and make an informed decision. Those numbers coupled with any symptoms you may or may not have, as well as look at any diagnostic additional testing that you may need. But ultimately, he, may, he or she may adjust the management in your care. And oftentimes they do. As I mentioned, I would go into the homes and when I would see patients, and once I started working with them and I'd have them keep the logs and I'd go in the home, I would then look at their log books, ask them about their condition, do my physical assessment. I'd report that information to the doctor, send those numbers in. And nine times out of 10, there was action taken. One, blood pressure medicines was adjusted, either added or modified or changed. Two, lab work was oftentimes ordered where they can look further because when you have hypertension, it can predispose yourself to other conditions such as kidney issues, other issues going on with your body, further cardiac disease. Many other things can be impacted so they order labs or they may other order other cardiac workup or refer you to a cardiologist. So those numbers are very important, family. You must do this. I recommend that you log daily and take your blood pressure a minimum of twice a week unless your doctor has specified something different. And if you can't even do it twice a day, I'm sorry, I didn't mean twice a week, I meant twice a day. Let me clarify that. I recommend that if you have high blood pressure, that you do daily logging of your blood pressure readings. And if your doctor has not specified the amount of times to take, the frequency in which your blood pressure should be taken, I recommend twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. But if you cannot do it twice a day, at least daily, because it helps. And imagine you're giving the doctor a month worth of data or two weeks worth of data. And in that parameter, they then have what we call a trend. We can see how you're being managed with 
all the other changes that you should be doing, which I'm gonna go through. So logging your numbers and knowing your parameters and what those numbers mean is important because if you're continuing to see that your top number is over 140 and your bottom number on your blood pressure machine is running over 90, you need to give that information to the doctor sooner than later so that they can talk to you and look at your entire history and look at what's going on with you in case adjustments need to be made before your next doctor appointment. So knowing your numbers is one thing. Another thing that you need to do is you need to have a cardiac healthy diet. What am I talking about? A diet that is filled with more fruits and vegetables and low fat food, lean meats, things that are cardiac friendly in your diet. So you gotta reduce the amount of sodium that you're taking. You need to reduce a lot of high fats and carbohydrates and junk food and eat a more healthier, balanced diet. Portion control. There's also a diet that's called a DASH diet. It is really a very good diet that's very balanced and recommended. I can also send you information on that as well. We can put the link at the bottom about the DASH diet so you can do a hyperlink and click on it. But it has to be a cardiac friendly diet that's reducing your sodium intake every day, reducing high concentrated fat food, eating more lean foods, more fruits and vegetables, and making sure you're managing your portions. Another one is getting physical activity. Start to move. Research tells us that if you do at least 150 minutes, three times a week of physical activity, it can help you manage your weight or even reduce your weight. But it also helps your mood and mentality and help you rest better. Because not only is managing your diet and managing physical activity and logging your blood pressure readings every day, you need to manage your stress. Stress plays an enormous part in increasing our blood pressure and putting us at risk. We sometimes minimize that. So you have to find a way to relax yourself. Find something be it mindful meditation, yoga, or walking, or relaxing music, reading a book, whatever it might be. And it's gonna be different for each of you, but somehow you have to manage your stress so it doesn't trigger other things to affect your body. If you're a smoker, we recommend that you stop smoking, but I'm a realist. Sometimes you cannot stop cold turkey you may have to have help. You may have to have resources like patches or something to help you stop. Or at least start reducing it till you get to a point where you can stop it. But there's help. You can talk to your doctors about providing tools and resources, patches and different things. And there's organizations and support groups that are available. So what else you can do? Limit alcohol reduce your alcohol content. And above all, if you're on medications, don't stop taking your medications. 
it's important that you continue to do it. Now, if you feel they're not effective, that's why you go to the doctor before it gets too bad. Show your numbers, show that what you're doing, what you're on, so that you can look at a plan collectively through partnership to make sure your blood pressure is being managed properly. I want to make sure you get this today because it's so important. You can live a healthy life, but it's a lifestyle change. And all the things that I talked about is not something you start for a month or for two weeks or six weeks. It is truly for the rest of your life. Because what you're trying to do is reduce or minimize the risk of further cardiac disease, strokes, kidney failure, vision failure, sexual dysfunction, and other conditions that could arise. We want you healthy and happy. And it, talk, it starts with self-care. And self-care is loving yourself enough to make sure if you have hypertension or high blood pressure, as is affectionately known in the layman's term, that you are going to take care of it by doing those things that will keep you healthy and keep you strong. I hope I said something to motivate you if you're doing it, to keep doing it because it's going to help. If not, start doing it. It's never too late. But most of all, make yourself a priority and understand that you don't have to die from this. You don't have to suffer additional complications. That all these things will help you maintain. Or if you've been diagnosed as having precursor, or you have a family history that can make you a precursor, you don't have to wait till you have a diagnosis of hypertension. You can take those same lifestyle changes that I talked about earlier. Diet, physical exercise, limiting smoking or reducing smoking, limiting alcohol use, having a cardiac healthy diet, reducing stress, and you can use that as a prevention and managing our weight to not be developed for high blood pressure. But it's all in part of us caring for you. So that's all I have for you today. Leave me a comment. Let me know if you believe what I'm talking about. Let me know if you've taken on any of these things as healthy habits. Is it working for you? Or do you know anybody that you're helping and can they use this information? Because we are here for you. I am here for you. I'm so passionate about this, I'm getting tongue tied because I talk to people all the time and I want people to live quality of life. It's nothing worse than when I go into the house and I hear people tell me stories about how they were successful um, in their careers and their uh, built this empire and then one day they had a massive stroke and they no one can speak. They no one can take care of themselves. It breaks my heart. And some of these people are in their 30s. Some of them in their 40s. And guess what? My young, youngers, my young people, people in their 20s are developing hypertension. So the habits that you do in your youth, healthy habits, can help you when you get older. 
And if you just start now in the middle, it's okay. You can help turn things around today. So remember family, as I sign off, remember to love yourself, take care of yourself. Cause guess what? You are absolutely worth it. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Log on and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Stay connected. And remember, we're just getting started. Thank you for watching and I look forward to seeing you next week.